0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The biggest change this time of year for me is the light. I have a whole different routine in the summer. You come home, it's light, you do stuff before dinner, maybe you take a walk, you go for a bike ride, you're sitting down to dinner, maybe 7.30, 8 o'clock, Watch the sunset, 9, 9:30. Here all everyone's out having a great time. This time of year at 8 o'clock, I'm thinking, is it too early to go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you come home, you have dinner, you do the dishes, and boom, it's like, okay, that's it. It's dark. It's amazingly dark. Now, the Celts, long time ago, really celebrated this time of year where the darkness came. And the beginning of their day, believe it or not, was dusk. So their day started at dusk and ended at dusk the next day. And this time of year, people were bringing in the harvest and they were having bonfires and, and celebrating the harvest. A matter of fact, they would typically sacrifice some cattle and throw the bones on the fire, which is how we get bonfire. No extra charge today for that. <laughs> Had to throw that one in. And, But the other thing the Celts would, would discover about this darkness time is they felt it was a thin spot. Now the Celts described thin spots in a couple of different ways. Sometimes it's a place where you go and you feel very close to God. It's a thin spot. Let's hope the church, this building, is a thin spot for us. But what they were describing in the darkness is that as the darkness encroaches on the earth, the darkness creates a thin spot. And this thin spot means that we're very close to the people who have died and have gone on to the afterlife. And so at this time of year, there would be celebrations inviting the people who have died to kind of come back and people would be hospitable. They would open up their doors to the souls of the dead and invite them back in. Now, not all the people who have died were good people, so they would wear costumes to ward off the evil spirits, something that we do today as one of our little customs. And so as the church, as Christianity spread to the Celts, we kind of took over this part of the celebration in autumn. And we created a time to celebrate those who have died. And it was called All Saints Day. And it started way back, like between 297 and 410. But we celebrated those people in the church who were martyrs and phenomenal people who had done wonderful things for the church. And we called it All Saints Day, or Hallow Mass. So this day became All Hallow's Eve. Because for the Celts, it was the evening before, which is when the day started, that was most important. So today is All Hallows' Eve, or Halloween as we call it. Tomorrow is All Saints' Day. And Tuesday, we have a day in our calendar we call All Souls' Day. Now, the tradition that I grew up in, All Souls' Day, was about remembering the people who have died who weren't exactly the big celebrity saints. So that would be the riff-raff all of us, right? (laughs) So we got to have a day for the ordinary people, even though in our theology we consider them saints with a small s. But, you know, All Souls Day is, is for the rest of us. And in my tradition growing up, we didn't really think that they might have made it into the presence of God. So we needed to help them out by praying for them. And All Souls Day was a day where we prayed for them to make sure that they made it into heaven. Now, we don't believe that anymore. I mean, if it's our prayers that gets people into heaven, we're all in trouble, right? <laughs> so let's we, we believe that when people die, they go into the presence of God. But it, it's still a great idea to pray for those who have died, people who have gone before us. And so today, the readings that you've heard come from All Souls Day. We never celebrate All Souls' Day. We always celebrate All Saints' Day, and I get up here and tell you about some incredible saint, who, like Mother Teresa or Saint Francis or Teresa of Avila, who reformed the entire uh, monasteries and convents in Germany at some point, and we all sit there going, "Whoa!" You know, I could, I can't do that. You know, I usually open up with, um, "Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future." but it never sinks in. You didn't even laugh at that. So this is what I'm saying. So I thought all souls would be good to talk about today because it's about the ordinary, ordinary people. Now we probably all know somebody who's died we've been close to. So why should we pray for that person? And today I would like us to intentionally pick someone who's died and pray for that person. There's a couple, three reasons, Trinitarian reasons why this is good to do. One is that we like to give thanks for the lives of people who have died because maybe they have affected us in a positive way. I, today i picked to for, pray for my maternal grandmother who brought me to church as a little kid, like Claire, and she'd put her arm around me and tell me that God loved me. And she did that, oh, every Sunday. And she'd bring me to the communion rail and she'd whisper to me, God loves you very much. Which is why when the kids come up, I look them in the eye and say God loves you very much. So I figured they might believe me because I'm standing up here wearing different clothes and I'm behind that fence and so maybe there's something going on up here and if I tell them that God loves them very much, that'll be with them forever. So I, I pray for my grandmother, I give thanks for her. Another reason to pray for people who have died is that maybe there's been some unfinished business with you and the person who died. Maybe there's some healing that needs to happen. Maybe the person died suddenly and you didn't get a chance to say goodbye, or, or, or maybe that person hurt you and, and, and you're still trying to move through that or past that. And it's through prayer that we're transformed. A friend of mine, he had a, a real problem with his mother, and she passed away quite suddenly, and they never had the chance to really talk about what their issues were, and they, they never got past the point of him feeling hurt and it was through him praying for her that he had a dream one night of his mom and jesus was standing behind his mom and she had her arms open to him an incredible healing dream so sometimes we can pray and through prayer we can be transformed by what comes to us from prayer of people who have died who we are still connected to in the community of saints and then the last reason why it's good to celebrate All Souls Day, and, and this is celebrated in other cultures, the Day of the Dead in, in Mexico. I mean, there are other cultures who celebrate the people who have gone before, is because it gives us a chance to really look at our life. There's nothing that puts our lives more in perspective than thinking about those who have died and gone on. One of the great gifts to me as someone in corporate America and as a priest was to be able to sit with the dying. And then you go to work, and someone's freaking out about not getting their laser jet delivered, and it just doesn't matter. You know, you realize that what is most important? It's amazing what the agita and anxiety we can create over other things in our lives, when in reality, what's most important are the relationships we form. With people here. And what I'm saying today is we still can have relationships with people who have gone before us in terms of thanksgiving, in terms of healing and forgiveness, and in terms of allowing their death to affect the priorities of our life. And we live on here as people with hope of the resurrection. WE DO NOT BELIEVE THAT DEATH IS THE END. WE BELIEVE THAT THERE IS LIFE ETERNAL. MY EXPERIENCE OF DEATH IS THAT IT IS TRULY A TRANSITION. AND HAVING BEEN PRIVILEGED TO BE WITH PEOPLE AT THAT GRACE-FILLED MOMENT, I HAVE DISCERNED THAT THERE DEFINITELY IS A TRANSITION TO SOMETHING ELSE. THIS IS WHAT WE BELIEVE. THIS IS WHAT JESUS HAS SHOWN US. THIS IS THE HOPE THAT WE LIVE. So how does that hope affect us as we live our lives? Because we live differently, because we're Christian, and we know and believe that there is life eternal. Another good reason to celebrate the day of all souls is because usually we hear this message at a funeral, and we are distracted by our own grief at that time, and we never have a chance to stop and reflect on what this really is. Except on Easter Sunday, and then it's really crowded here, and you know, it's just not the time. So as the darkness encroaches, we're called to a time of contemplation. The the leaves fall off, winter is that time of hibernation and contemplation, and we can reflect on those who have died, what they meant to us, what we may need to do with them, and to think about how they will affect our future. That living in the hope of the resurrection is where we're called to be, and that that does make a difference for us.